Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. In 1985, I moved to the U.S. and I knelt down in a bedroom and said to God, "Lord, I give my life to you. You can use me, no matter where it is, no matter what you want me to do. I will do it for you." I offer my life to you. This happened at the Green Lake area in Seattle. I knelt down and gave my life to Jesus. And since that day, my life has never been the same. I walk in the right path that is to serve the Lord. The Holy Spirit is leading me to ask this question, and this is a sincere, serious question. You don't need to please me. You just do it out of your own desire and decision. Is there anyone in this room who say that God use me? I give my life to you. If I need to sweep the floor of the church, I do it. If I have to arrange the chair, I do it. I give my life to you. Hallelujah. If you are those people, keep your hand up and pray with me. Father, in this camp year 2017, I make a decision once for all. No turning back. I give my life to you as a living sacrifice. You can, you can use me. Anything in my life, in my life. Anywhere. anywhere, I am happy. I am, happy. I am, willing, I am willing to serve you, to, serve you. To, be your to be your servant. Oh Lord, oh Lord. I am serious. serious. I keep my promise. Let me know, Lord. What I need to do, Lord Jesus, you die for me. You sacrifice your life. You lay down your life. I shall lay down my life for you as well. This life is not of my own, but is yours. Completely, but I know, Father, as I give my life to you, and I seek the kingdom of God first. You shall meet all of my needs according to your glory and riches. I shall not be in want. You shall make me lie down. In green pastures, you lead me by the still waters. 
You shall anoint my head with oil, and my cup runs over. Your goodness and your mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. I believe. I will serve you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. This is between you and the Lord. I'm not involved with your decision. It's between you and the Lord. You make decision, and you do what you say. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. How many people are thankful that the Holy Spirit touched you last night? How many people know now that God is so real? The touch of God is so real. Amen. The reason I like to see God touch people, because I know that it's so wonderful that the Almighty God, who is so full of power, full of wisdom, full of love and mercy and grace, come down from heaven and touch you, fill you, and remove the dirts, the bad things out of your life. And fill you with His presence, and you shall go up to the next level. It's so wonderful to be filled and touched again and again and again. Amen. If you study about the life of people in the Bible, many of them that were used by God have the experience of encountering God. Many great preachers in the world history have been touched by God. I heard that one of the great woman preacher in America, you know her, very famous preacher. She was touched by God on her chair, and she laughed in the Holy Spirit. One great preacher named Derek Prince got touched by God while he was in the military. After that, he became a great teacher in the body of Christ. Many people, I, one of them, after I have been touched by God, my life. Has never been the same. That's why we need to encounter God directly and meet God, and let God deal with us and change us. Amen. So I pray that all of the members will experience the touch of God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. In this camp, we learn about the Spirit-led living. After being a pastor for. More than 30 years now. I think 37 years. I've been a pastor. I became a pastor so quickly. After I got saved for only one year, I started to do pastoral work and teaching the Word of God. 37 years ago, and I'm come to the conclusion. I watch people around me. I notice their life. I notice how they live. I come to the conclusion that people get into trouble. Because of the lack of knowledge, because they don't know the Bible, many Christians in the world just go to church 45 minutes, singing two songs, listening to preaching for 15 minutes, singing doxology, and then go home, and have no idea what the Bible talks about. They live in ignorance, and that's why their relationship with God is so weak. They live in a defeated life. They become sick. They are poor. 
they never have victory. That's why I have a big burden to educate God's people according to the Bible here. I want all of you to know what the Bible says so that you will have victory. The Bible says, my people are destroyed due to the lack of knowledge. My people are destroyed because they are ignorant of the things of God. But when you know the truth, the truth shall set you free. So we're going to learn different kind of truths as time goes by. This camp, we're going to learn the truth concerning being led by the Spirit. In the past few sermons, we learned that as a believer, we have the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. Can you imagine? The creator of the whole universe, the one who created that sun and the moon and the Maurania live on the inside of you 24-7. And he is committed to help you. He endeavor or put effort to lead you and help you all the time. He was sent by the Father to be in your life, to help you to be successful, to live a victorious life, to go to the right place at the right time and meet the right people. But unfortunately, many Christians have never been educated about being led by the Spirit. And many believers live a life of being led by hate, by their emotion, by their feelings, by money, by opportunities, by opinions of man, by pressure of life, by manipulation of people. Cry, and then you, oh, I think I need to do that. They cry in front of you. And that is not the biblical way to live. The biblical way to live is like Jesus. I study about the life of Jesus in the folk gospel. And I discovered that Jesus was led by the Spirit 24-7 all the time. He said like this, I do only what I see the Father do. And I say only what I hear the Father say. In other words, the Holy Spirit in him brought the information from heaven, what the Father was doing to him, and he followed 100% all the time. That's why he was so great. He was uh, the best example to all of us how to live on earth here. We also learn that we have the Holy Spirit that bear witness in our spirit. In the book of Romans chapter 8 verse 16, the Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. We learn that every matter must be established by two or three witnesses. So we're going to talk about the word witness a lot now. The witness of the Holy Spirit. In our life, we have the first witness is our own spirit. We have the spirit. Everyone say, I am a spirit. Everyone say, I have the mind. I have the soul. Everyone say, I live in the body. So your real person is your spirit. And your spirit come up with the idea, come up with the thoughts and 
sensation what you're gonna do but as a believer we have the advantage because we have another witness that is the Holy Spirit he is your co-witness he is on the inside of you to co-witness with your spirit to make a decision each day each minute what to do in your life you need to practice this you hook up to your co-witness all the time if you come to the point that you can live a life that you don't depend on your one witness but you always have co-witness inside you all the time you're going to have victory all the time amen in other words I'd like to say it this way don't make any decision on your own don't just follow somebody's idea you need to check in with the Holy Spirit he may say to you that idea may sound good to you may look good to you may sound right to you but the Holy Spirit say no 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 it's a wrong direction then you need to change he is a witness amen I remember when I first producing the teaching in Thai and began to give to Thai people in Thailand in year 2004 my teaching CD began to become popular a lot of people listen and I was thinking that maybe I should sell those CD in Thailand we can sell about 150 baht a CD so I was calculating if I can sell how many of them I will make a lot of money for the church so I began to ponder maybe I should start to produce a lot of teaching and sell and the Holy Spirit spoke to me no 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 you give them for free of charge and it, my head started to think hey not fair each sermon when I write a sermon it took me about 4 hours 6 hours and then when I record I edit again edit about 2 hours every sermon that is in the website in the uh, podcast I spend about 2 hours to edit every sermon so one sermon I spent about 8 hours hey as a neurosurgeon how many dollars an hour I don't tell you I don't want you to know so to give CD for free is not fair to me but I say shut up head my head shut up right now you need to follow the witness of the Holy Spirit then we began to give CD give the teaching for free all over Thailand and now when I look back ah I understand the gospel has gone faster no one can stop me non-believers can listen the taxi driver can listen they don't have to pay money to listen to the gospel God knows what he is doing I need to obey the Lord so everyone say my spirit is the first witness I need the co-witness now let me read Romans chapter 9 verse 1 I finished the introduction Romans chapter 9 verse 1 the Bible say I tell you the truth in Christ I am not lying my conscience also bearing me witness in the Holy Spirit okay 
Everyone say again, bear witness. Let me read this scripture one more time. You can see, repeat that story again and again. In Acts chapter 15, verse 28, at the beginning of the lesson, Acts 15:28. For it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us. Everyone say it seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us. How many witnesses? Two. The Holy Spirit and to the whole church. Everyone become co-witness. Romans chapter nine verse one talk about. Conscience, the conscience become a witness. Romans chapter two verse fifteen, who showed the work of the law written in their hearts, their conscience. Everyone say conscience. Also bearing witness, and between themselves their thoughts accusing, or else excusing them. Witness. Again, conscience and witness. Romans chapter one, verses eight to nine. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for you all, that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. For God is my witness. So Paul say, I am the witness to see how great you are, and my God is my co-witness, whom I serve. With my spirit, in the gospel of His Son, you can see two words here now: conscience and witness. Witness is connecting with the word conscience. What is the conscience? Who knows conscience? I want to make it simple. Conscience is the voice of your spirit. Conscience. Is the expression of your own spirit. Okay, you have a conscience on the inside of you. Conscience belong to your spirit. It's the voice of your spirit. It's not the idea in your mind. It's not the feeling on your skin, or on your tongue, or on your body, but it's the voice of your own spirit. Our life. Is composed of three parts, as I mentioned: the body, the soul, or and the spirit. Three parts. When you listen to the word of God, the word of God come in and affect your mind. That's why we say, God renew my mind with the word of God. You need the word of God all the time to renew your mind, to have the mind of Christ, to think the same way God thinks, instead of having the mind of human being. Sometimes the mind of human being is very corrupted by the TV, the radio, the way of the world, the false teaching, the wrong idea of the world. That's why we need the Bible to come in to renew our mind. But the word of God. Will not just stop at our mind. The word of God will penetrate into our spirit. Where is in the Bible? Hebrews chapter four, verse twelve. For the word of God is living and powerful, and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul. So is your mind and spirit. Soul and spirit. And of 
joints and marrow, and is of discerning of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. When the Bible talk about the heart, God doesn't mean the pumping heart in your chest here. The heart means your spirit, your innermost being, your inner man. So this scripture talk three times, piercing even into the division of soul, your mind, and spirit, the two part. The joint is the connection between the bone, the joint, and marrow. Where is the marrow? Who knows the anatomy? Marrow is in your bone. So the joint is symbolic of your soul or your mind. The marrow is symbolic of your spirit. And then the Bible continues to say, discerner of the thoughts, your mind, and intents of the heart, your spirit. The word of God have the effect on those two areas, the mind and the spirit. If you want to build your mind to be strong, you need the word of God. If you want to build up your spirit, you need to read the Bible. You need to study the Bible. You need to listen to the good teaching to make your spirit strong, because the word of God is the food of your spirit. Amen. Proverbs chapter three verses five to seven. I want to show you spirit here. Trust in the Lord with all your heart or with all your spirit, and lean not on your own understanding. Understanding is your mind. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He shall direct your paths. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. The Bible says that we should trust in the Lord with all our spirit, with all our heart. He's going to lead you. Trust Him. Trust the Lord. Have faith in the Lord. Don't lean on your own mind and your own understanding because your mind is still have some corruption on the inside. You still have a lot of wrong idea, wrong doctrines, wrong understanding inside you. You don't know everything. You have limited understanding and limited knowledge, so you cannot depend on your knowledge or your own understanding. But who is in your spirit here? Who knows everything? The Holy Spirit. Are you getting this? I try to change your lifestyle from being led by your mind to be led by the Spirit. In order to be led by the Spirit, we need to learn how to listen to the inside, the heart here, the Spirit on the inside here. We should not depend on our own intellect. We should not depend on our feeling. Yes, we need to renew our soul, our mind. But the bottom line is, we need to be led by the Spirit of God, who is in our spirit. Let me read another scripture: First Thessalonians chapter five, verses twenty-three to twenty-four. Now may the God of peace. I like this scripture very much, and I claim it for myself. I don't know about you. I hope you claim it for yourself. Now may the God of peace Himself sanctify. Sanctify means make you holy, make you pure, without blemish, completely. And may your whole spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful, who also will do it. 
when I read this scripture, I like this prayer of the Apostle Paul that before Jesus come back, if Jesus come back at my 90 years old, I still healthy, strong. Because the Bible say, your whole body preserved blameless, no sickness and disease. My spirit is preserved blameless and my soul very perfect. I want to reach that. God is working in you and me to change you to be complete and perfect and blameless. Or in three, spirit, everyone say spirit, soul, and body. All this scripture show us that we have three parts. But what part that the Holy Spirit communicate with us? Let me read Romans chapter 9 verse 1 one more time. I tell you the truth in Christ. I am not lying. In other words, he said that he's not a hypocrite. He has a clear conscience. My conscience also bearing me witness in the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit and the voice of your own spirit. The Holy Spirit bear witness with your spirit. And the voice of your own spirit bear witness with the Holy Spirit. Both work together. Are you following me? The scripture is telling that the Holy Spirit bear witness with our spirit and our spirit bear witness with the spirit of God at the same time. Let me ask this question. How many people believe that you have a conscience? Sometimes when you want to do something bad and you've heard the voice on the inside of you, your own conscience, saying, no, 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 you are wrong. Is that right? You, the voice of your spirit telling you something. You have conscience. If you ask people who don't believe in God, do you believe in God? No, I don't believe in God. Prove to me scientifically that there is God. I have never seen God. You ask this question, do you believe that every human being has a conscience? If they say, I don't believe, then we need to cut that word out from the dictionary. There is a conscience. And if they say, yes, I believe in the conscience, you can ask them back, can you show me scientifically that there is a conscience? You cannot show. Because conscience is of the spirit. You cannot prove it by scientific way. God is spirit. Conscience is of the spirit. We cannot use scientific method to prove that there is God and there is conscience by scientific way. Amen? So you all have the conscience on the inside of you. You have the voice of your own spirit. The sermon today, this right now, the purpose is to help you to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And in order to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit, not that we need to have faith, we need to be humble, we need to look to Him, respect Him, honor Him, recognize the presence of the Holy Spirit, and yield to the Holy Spirit. One more thing we need to have in order to be sensitive to the voice of the Spirit. That is to have a clear conscience. Clear, everyone say clear conscience. Hebrews chapter 9 verses 8 to 9. 
the Holy Spirit indicating this that the way into the holiest of all was not yet made manifest why the first tabernacle was still standing it was symbolic the Old Testament is symbolic for the present time in the church era in which both gifts and sacrifices are offered which cannot make him make any Christian who perform the service perfect in regard to the conscience. Let me give you simple explanation. The writer of Hebrews say, the blood of the animal, the blood of the cow and the goat that they use in the Old Testament cannot clean your conscience, cannot clear your conscience. But what cleanses your conscience? Hebrews chapter 9, verses 12 to 14. Not with the blood of goats and calves, but with his own blood, Jesus' own blood. He entered the most holy place once for all, having obtained eternal redemption. For if the blood of the bulls and goats and the ashes of the heifer, sprinkling the unclean sacrifices for the purifying of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offer himself without spot to God, cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. What can cleanse our conscience to be clean, to be clear? The blood of Jesus Christ. That's why only the committed believer, the born-again Christian, can have the clear conscience. Can the conscience be corrupted? Can the conscience be twisted or dull to the morality? Can it be? Yes, that's why some people watch pornography. That's why some people commit adultery and they don't care. That's why some people cheat money because their conscience is not clear. Their conscience is dirty. The voice of their spirit is contaminated by the things of the world, by their own sin. And their conscience say to them, it's okay la. Who come from Singapore? It's okay la to cheat a little bit here and there. It's okay la to gossip and to destroy somebody else's reputation. It's okay la to miss church all the time. Even though I'm a Christian, I don't need to go to church. My conscience tell me it's okay la because their conscience is not cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ. And when your conscience is dirty or corrupted, it's very difficult for you to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. Because you already set up your mind that this is my way. I'm going to do this way. Who cares? And God tried to knock on your door and you don't open the door to listen to him. The witness of the Holy Spirit tried to tell you, no, it's not okay. It's no okay. Don't do that. But your conscience, your voice of your spirit speak louder. It's okay. You shut your spiritual ear off from the voice or the witness of the Holy Spirit and you cannot hear Him. You cannot be led by Him. 
The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 17 to 22. Therefore, I read verse 19. Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus Christ, by a new, a living way which he consecrated for us through the veil that is his flesh, and having a high priest, Men, Jesus Christ over the house of God. Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith. Having our hearts, everyone point to yourself, my heart, my conscience, sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. My dear brother and sister, a lot of Christians start this way. I notice, and I've seen this all over the world. When the Christians start to get saved, the first few months, oh, banana for Jesus. I love Jesus. I want to go to church. I want to read the Bible. Oh, I don't want to sin. I don't want to lie. Because the blood of Jesus come in and cleanse the conscience right away. They began to walk in such a way that I don't want to hurt God's feeling. When the Holy Spirit spoke to them, they say, yes, 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 Lord, yes, Lord. But after a while, they began to kind of play game and start to come up with the idea from the devil. This and that. And their love for God started to go down. They began to come up with all the excuses to cheat money in the church, to corrupt, to build a ministry for themselves to commit adultery. Their conscience become evil. And the Holy Spirit cannot deal with them anymore. They could not hear the leading of the Holy Spirit. Then what happened to the church? Even that kind of pastor. I'm going to start to lead my church in a fleshly way. My evil conscience will lead me for money, for fame, for reputation. And I could not hear the Holy Spirit anymore. The whole church is going to be led by my flesh my mind and my evil conscience. That's why we need to stay like little children all the time. Amen. Repent easily. When God deal with you, repent right away. Don't give excuses. Don't keep going with the wrong direction. Because if you keep going, eventually your conscience going to be dull, going to be blunt going to be evil and you cannot hear God that much anymore. After that, you're going to hear yourself. Your conscience going to tell yourself what to do. Amen? Everyone say, clear conscience. Therefore, from now on, in the practical way, from now on, you walk with God like little children. Okay? From now on, when your conscience bothers you, you're doing something wrong, repent right away. Don't argue. Don't be stubborn. Don't be like a horse or the mule that argue with God and use all kinds of reason to say no to God. Repent right away. On your knee right away like King David. King David, when he was confronted by the prophet Nathan that he was committing adultery, right away he was on the and say, I'm sorry. God, forgive me. He keep his conscience clear right away. He was off. His conscience was off when he killed Uriah and 
God, but she by to become his wife. His conscience was off until the prophet warned him. Boom, he repented right away. Amen. My dear brother and sister, let your conscience become clear all the time. Let the blood of Jesus come in. When you worship the Lord, you say, "God, sanctify me, cleanse my heart, Lord, clean my hand." The blood of Jesus come and cleanse my conscience. I don't want to be a naughty boy. I don't want to be a naughty girl of the kingdom of God. Deal with me, Lord. If I'm wrong, I repent. I'm not going to give any excuses. And if you can do that, believe me, from that day on, you will be sensitive to the voice of the Holy Spirit. Because your conscience is so clear to hear the witness of the Holy Spirit, Amen? Amen. Clear your conscience as soon as possible, and then the Holy Spirit can lead you to the right path, to do the right thing, to meet the right people, to say the right thing to your boss, to say the right thing to your wife and your children. This is the way I do parenting. When I have to talk to my kids, I will calm down first. I don't talk during I'm getting angry. I'm gonna count one to ten. One, two, three. Inside, I was boiling. I was angry with my kids or something, or with my members. Some members, not you. They are not here. Sometimes I have a holy anger, and one. Two, three, four. I count until my spirit start to calm down. What is next? My spiritual antenna come up. Lord, witness with my spirit. What should I say to my son, my daughters, my members, in such a way that the problem will be resolved, and they will be convicted not to do it again. And when you speak like that from the Holy Spirit, believe me, there's a power. That's how you should live. You live by listening to the Holy Spirit. Any time I say something out of my flesh, I have cold war in my house between I and my wife for three or four days. Cold war. You know, cold war. Any time I answer my wife from the flesh. Who? I pay the price. <laughs> so from now on, husband, before you say anything to your wife, listen to the Holy Spirit. And I need to learn this. Shut your mouth first and listen. God, what I should say? If I let my anger, my selfishness rise up and speak out of my flesh, I tell you, heat in my house. So I need to go to her. I repent. I'm sorry. I should not say that. <laughs> And Pastor, that always forgive me. <laughs> And you should do that every day to your boss, to your customer, to your students. From now on, everything you say, everything you do, listen to the witness of the Holy Spirit. Keep your conscience clear all the time. Make sure that. 
you have a clear, clean heart, clean hand to relate to people. Keep your conscience clear. Amen. For example, when somebody comes, somebody from Minnesota come to me and say, Pastor Lau, I want to be formally talking to you that from now on, I am your and Pastor Da spiritual child. You can correct me. You can help me. We submit to you now. You are our pastor. I have to watch my heart. Is this for my reputation? Is this for money or not? Is this for showing ego or not that people follow me? I need to check my heart. I need to keep the clear conscience that I pastor people out of love and for their benefit, not for my benefit. If I can keep my heart that way, clear conscience all the time, I can hear what the Holy Spirit witness in my spirit. And then when the Holy Spirit speak to me, witness to me, my spirit, my conscience witness back. Yes, amen. We witness to each other. The Spirit witness to my spirit. My conscience or the voice of my spirit witness to the Holy Spirit. We talk to each other inside this body all the time. But you need to keep a clear conscience. Amen? Do you learn something tonight? And tomorrow night, we're going to go to the next key to receive the voice of the Holy Spirit. In this camp, we learn one of the key is faith. I believe that God, the Holy Spirit, is real. I believe, let us confess together. I believe the Holy Spirit is real. I believe He lives on the inside of me. I believe He means wealth to me. I believe He's committed to help me. He is real to me. I believe He is the responder to those who seek Him. I believe He is a rewarder for those who diligently seek Him. I believe when I talk to Him, when I look to Him, when I seek Him, He will listen to me. And I believe when I ask Him, He will respond to me. He will speak to me. He will guide me. He will bear witness with my spirit. I will keep my conscience clear. I don't want evil conscience. I don't want my conscience to be blunt, to be dull, to be dirty. I want my conscience to be pure by the blood of Jesus Christ. And I believe from today on I can hear the witness of the Spirit in my spirit more clearly. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I know this teaching is quite deep. How many people have heard this kind of teaching before? First time. From me, yeah. Uh, this is a very deep teaching. 
But I want to tell you right now that God is real. Some of you may not believe in God. Some of you may still have doubt about God. But I want to let you know God is real. Amen. And God can speak to you. God can heal you. God healed my wife from bleeding. God healed my daughter from a mass in her body. God healed me. I used to have a mass here, and it disappeared. God healed my hand from eczema. I used to have bad eczema, and I keep praying, and eventually gone. And now I don't need to take medication. There's a lady, our sister from Virginia. She has an end-stage colon cancer, and she gave her life to Jesus after she listened to the teaching in the YouTube and testimony. She got totally healed from colon cancer, and she is in our meeting. She came this time. You can talk to her. She can be a witness that God is real. Even four-stage colon cancer, God can heal. Amen. Hallelujah! Is it wonderful to believe in God? Yes. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I believe that you can practice what you learned tonight. Amen. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at two zero six two seven five one zero four two. You may also visit our website online at www. NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so
for you, Lord. 